Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The next stop is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9 to nothing crusher, have won their 17th World Series. There it is, the New York Yankees are the winners, and Bob Turley is mauled and congratulated by his teammates. The Yankees win 13-5, to five and once again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Coming up on episode three of the Chaser 28 podcast, Gary Sanchez, still a Yankee. We're going to talk about the Rule 5 draft, some hot stove rumors, and uh, we got some great Yankee trivia. AJ, what's going on, my man? Happy Friday. Uh, a boring week of winter meetings. We we totally blew it on that one. You know, I watched I watched all this unfold, and I said to myself, "I was like, come on, make me look good, make me look good." And I didn't look so what good. Exactly? Did you watch unfold? Uh, I watched. Happened. Yeah, I watched a couple of small trades that took place. I couldn't even tell you like what happened over these last couple of days of winter meetings. Very James disappointing. Ma- James McCann is a Met or almost a Met. Like that's the news I watched. It was it was always like this guy is really close to a deal, and then nobody could confirm the deal is done. So like, it's unbelievable. along those same lines, I heard uh, maybe I heard Trevor Bauer almost a Met. That was something I read earlier today. Yeah, everybody almost went somewhere. <laughs> New teams well, are in the mix, and the rumors are spreading for everybody. But you know, our, our Yankees are still uh, are so are still. Waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I, I don't know, but let me just say that we are not almost going to make a podcast episode. We are we are committed to doing this. There, there, there is still <laughs> some Yankee news we can focus on. So uh, we're we're bringing it we're bringing it for you, the listener, for sure. We hit we hit the headline right at the top with uh, Gary Sanchez still a Yankee. So has it been traded? Wasn't cut. <laughs> got it. Got his money somehow. I think Gary's got. We'll see what happens. Gary's got pictures of somebody doing something that he's still a Yankee. Like I got to be honest with you, he got a lot of money. He got a lot of money in this arbitration year. I don't, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because he can get hot and he can play hit. I'm still, I'm still torn on his catching. Can I just can I just go back on that? I know we're gonna get to Gary Sanchez, or maybe this would be our Gary Sanchez segment. I'm so torn on Gary Sanchez, right? Because that was that name that we continued to hear. Gary Sanchez hitting home runs. Gary Sanchez getting better. But like now he's in the majors and it's still Gary Sanchez getting better? And you watch him catch and like people are really upset with his catching. And everybody blamed Joe Girardi. But maybe it's just Gary Sanchez. Maybe this is who Gary Sanchez is. Who is that NFL coach as we cross sports who was like, they are who they... They are who we thought they were. Yeah, Dennis Green. I forget who. Dennis, Dennis Green. Green. Yeah. We let him off the hook. Right. <laughs> Gary Gary is who Gary is. Right. And Bill Parcells said, if, you know, go back to football as well. You know, your, your record says that's that's who you are. Your record is your record. So maybe 
maybe Gary is a, uh, I don't think he's a 140 hitter, but sure as heck isn't, isn't a Jorge Posada. No, I, I long for a hip hip Jorge. I'll even take a George Rardy at this point. <laughs> Maybe a little John yeah, Flaherty John. in the mix. Oh, Flash. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good yeah. times. No, but I, I think we need some like music for like Gary Gary Sanchez watch. And then, you know, just... I'll, I'll work on that for next episode. There you go. <laughs> um, so, Gary's still a Yankee. Earlier this week, though, uh, we had the 2020 Rule 5 draft. And I don't want to say the Yankees got fleeced. But they lost quite a few players. Now it's people we never heard of. Uh, did you happen to see anything about the Rule Five draft, AJ? Yeah, I saw. I saw the article that posted. You know, the big guys that the Yankees had lost. They lost uh, well, two pitchers and an infielder, right? And I know those are the big ones that they lost. And I think, you know, when I look at the Rule Five draft, I don't think we have to sit back and say, "Oh, that's just too bad." Like these guys last year, especially, were playing a ball double a ball but they really didn't play anything because it didn't exist the guys who they want are the guys who are at the what was it called extended spring training what, what alternate site i don't remember alternate site yeah yeah that's what it was okay so th- those guys are the guys that are going to be on the team these, these other youngsters and this is what kills me about baseball you have all these guys packed in single a double a low a you know triple a you know Double D and like all these different battery terms. <laughs> That's a whole that like, different podcast, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> all these different battery terms that that like the nine volts. These guys are all over the place, and the poor poor guys don't ever really amount to anything. So when you look at a Rule Five draft, you might catch like lightning in a bottle for a little bit, but I don't think you're going to have guys who are going to make a major league impact. I agree. So uh, who did the Yankees lose? We'll give that to you. Right now, they lost right-hander Garrett Whitlock to the Red Sox, shortstop Kyle Holder to the Phillies, and right-hander Trevor Stephen Stepan Stephen uh, to the Indians. The Yankees also passed on their own pick, which leaves their forty-man roster currently at thirty-nine, which would allow them to re-sign DJ LeMahieu without having to remove anybody from the forty-man roster. Uh, and if you're not familiar with how the Rule 5 draft works, uh, the players that the Yankees lost must stay on a team's 26-man roster the entire season or return to the Yankees for $50,000. I, I, I See, I, I can't even say, like, well, these guys are these guys are something. They might be. Who knows? You know, and I wish them luck as they go you know, to, the, to the teams that they just got picked up by. But these guys are, are, are vying for maybe a starting position, but... They, they're they're double lake players. Well, uh, and I'm quoting from the the New York Post here. So Whitlock, he's 24 years old, says he might have a chance to make Boston's rotation, and he's coming back from Tommy John surgery in 2019. Uh, but uh, uh, he topped out at double A in mm-hmm. 2019, like you just said. Uh, Steven, 25 years old, will also compete for a spot on the Indian staff. He finished 2019 at double A as well. And Holder is a 26 year old lefty swinging infielder. He was the Yankee first round pick, 30th overall in 2015, and he also played at double A in 2019. He's known for his defense, uh, and the offense challenge holder will vie for a spot on Joe Girardi's team. Look, best of luck. These guys are living the dream that that I had that I never was able to uh to make it to this point. So, you know, I'm if you think you can make it, you got a shot. Keep playing until you can't play anymore. 
Hey, you know what we forgot? What we forget? We just started. We forgot to open with the trivia. Oh my gosh, the trivia. We talked about Gary Sanchez. My bad. I get too excited talking about the Yankees. Let's roll the (laughs) trivia. Let's go. All right, so here is your Yankee trivia question for this episode. Uh, And this also comes courtesy of my pops. So thanks, Dad. Here we go. 56 major leaguers have homered twice in the same inning. 56 in major league history. Name the four Yankees who have done this. And AJ will be back at the end of the episode with your answer. AJ, you smell that? So it smells like something. It smells like there's something hot, maybe a little warm, but nothing's definitely burning. No, no. The pilot light's on, and I, I think we just smell gas at this point, but a little hot stove. A little hot so stove. Where do you want to go first? You want to go to Pittsburgh? You want to go to Atlanta? You want to go to Cincinnati? Where do you want to go? Let, let's, let's leave the little Atlanta thing for the end. I'm curious. I'm curious about this one. Sunny Gray reunion? Oh my God. Does that say enough? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't even know why that would be a thought at this point. Look, th- th- this we saw on uh, on Pinstripe Alley, and it is their opinion that the Yankees should consider trading for Sonny Gray. See, y- you interested in that? Is I that the not, Cincinnati pitcher you want, AJ? <laughs> I am not interested in this at all. And I know a couple weeks ago when we spoke about the free agents, we got rid of all of our pitching. Right, but if you look at it now, I think we're actually on to something because I don't think any of those three guys are even thoughts for the Yankees right now if they get LeMay here. Right? Yeah. But but Sonny Gray. I don't want to cut you off, but I also saw a couple of headlines this week that you know, maybe the Yankees really aren't gonna bring back Tanaka, which makes me happy because I'm not interested. Look ahead. No, I I mean with Sonny Gray, like we, we, we saw what Sonny Gray was. Sonny Gray was a good pitcher where he didn't have pressure. He did well in Oakland. He did well last year and a half with the Reds. I, I don't think he's not a Yankee. You know, he doesn't have that mindset. That is the same reason why I didn't want Zach Greinke all those times. They talk about bringing Zach Greinke. Great pitcher. I don't think he has the mentality to pitch in New York. You know, you said yeah. it a couple weeks ago, and the lights shine brighter in Yankee Stadium. They do. And actually, here, here's uh, let, me, let me quote from this article. So this is uh, Sonny Gray talking about some bad luck and some differences in pitching philosophy when he was with the team in 2018. Uh, so Gray said, and he told this to The Athletic last year, quote, they love sliders. Sliders are a great pitch. The, number, the numbers say slider is a good pitch, but you might not realize how many bleepy counts you're in when you're throwing all those sliders. They wanted me to be Tanaka, and I'm way different from him. I don't and he goes think... on to say, I can't command my slider that well. Mm. I want to throw my slider in the dirt with two strikes, and that's about it. I don't have the type of slider like Tanaka's slider. His slider, the catcher will catch it, unless it's Gary. <laughs> I threw that in. And, and the batter will swing and miss. If I get a swing and miss, the catcher is blocking the ball in the dirt. You can't put pitchers in a box. You have to let them pitch. That's what they got there. You got to put the batters in the box. Put the batters in the box. That's funny. Thank you. Pitch to them. Right. (laughs) Thank you. No, but you can't, you can't, you can't force a pitcher to pitch a certain way. They, they, they got to this point because of their stuff. You know, and if, and if he's got that negative taste in his, in his mouth already about the Yankees and, and the staff, even though it's a brand new staff from when he was here last time, look, bottom line, I'm not going to go any further. I don't want him. I didn't like him very much when he came the first time. 
I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I thought maybe he would kind of maybe just bring a little bit of juice. But Right. There, there's always that hope that when the Yankees trade for you, that you are ready to step onto that stage and perform at Yankee levels. Right. right. And he didn't do that. Right. And I don't think he's capable of doing that. I don't think so either. I don't think he has it. He's not a number one. And what do you want to bring? Like, whoever wrote that article, I hope you're listening. I would love to hear your opinion. Why Sonny Gray? Like, of the people you can trade for, Sonny Gray is the guy you go to? What are you, We're what talking are you, to you, Andres Chavez. What do you give up for Sonny Gray? <laughs> I'm sorry, you had the article. I didn't get a chance to check out the article. Did, the, did they actually have... A, a trade simulation that they thought would bring Sonny Gray in. What do you do? Do you give out and Duhar for Sonny Gray? Like, who are you oh, trading? I, I'm, I'm trying to skim this real quick. Uh, doesn't really say. That's fine. Look, don't worry about it. it it's more like the Yankees should consider it, but okay. no support of like, who would you actually trade? But they should right. explore maybe pursuing a trade for him. Okay. I think the Yankees should, should, Explore a trade for Nola from the Phillies because he's really good. How about that? Should I write an article about that? Write an article about that. Okay. I, cool. I saw a rumor that maybe the Yankees should try and go and trade for Zach Wheeler from the Phillies. I wanted Zach Wheeler when he left the Mets, which would really stick in the Mets craw. That'd be great. <laughs> but then if the Mets get DJ LeMahieu, then like, then we look like the fools. Okay. I'm going to say it here. And hey, surprise! I got to talk sports on the radio. Prior to this episode, I was on WRSU with Rutgers University where I talked about the podcast. So, <laughs> by the way, if you're checking out this podcast because you heard me on WRSU, thanks for checking us out. Hope you hit subscribe. I made a point on that that show that LeMahieu will be a Yankee. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. When will he sign his five-year, $100 million contract? It's going to happen. Okay? Lock it up. It's going to happen. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not getting out of free agency without DJ. I think all, and we've been saying this for weeks now. All revolves around signing DJ. Although I will say this, while I do believe he will be a Yankee, if he is not, just for a second, think about what ownership would present to us in place of DJ LeMahieu. I don't know what that would be, but that would be like, all right, we let him walk, but. We signed Trevor Bauer, we traded for Lindor, and we signed Didi Gregorius. <laughs> like, we've totally replaced him. So it, it can't be like, we let him go and got, you know, a bucket of balls. No, I, I think I think if DJ slips through their fingers, I think it's going to be a completely different offseason. I think the offseason you're hearing that the Mets are interested in with Springer and Bauer and McCann, I think you then put that in the Yankees where it's like, okay, we'll get Bauer. I think you're right about that. I think they'd go after Bauer. That'd be the number one. I think they would make that trade for Lindor or they would get Didi and they'll get somebody else, which let's go on to our next topic here. I think this one is really exciting. This Yankees Pirates rumors. I, yes. I, I am intrigued by this because... When I saw it, the Yankees were looking to make a potential move to get Josh Bell and Jamison Talon, I thought for a second, that's that's a that's a really solid move. What position does Josh Bell play, AJ? I know. Just refresh my memory. I I know and I thought about that and I'm glad I'm I'm glad we can have this conversation right now because this is something I was saying a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't want. I don't want to see him go, but that uh-huh, would be uh-huh. 
that would be Luke Voigt's, I guess, goodbye from first base in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Josh yeah. Bell is a first baseman, an all-star first baseman in 2019. Uh, in 2019, his slash line, 226, 305, 364, eight home runs, 22 RBIs last season in 60 games. He's a good first baseman. He's a good first baseman. I'm looking at him right now. He looks like a damn good first baseman. Still still not sure I want to... I'm not sure I'm ready to see Voight moved so quickly. Would you Would you pull the trigger on that? I don't know. I guess Voight would have to be part of the deal. I'm sure you're going to have to throw something else in there because... I don't know how the numbers. I'm not sure how the numbers would work, but uh, numbers-wise, again, roster space. It, you know, Bell makes a little bit more than Voit. Okay. Uh, so I'll quote here from Bleacher Report: uh, From a contract standpoint, Bell doesn't offer much in the way of salary relief. Uh, the 28-year-old is due six million dollars in 2021 and has one year of arbitration eligibility remaining before becoming a free agent ahead of his age 30 season. Voit is 30. And he is due five point eight million this season, and won't be and won't hit unrestricted free agency until twenty twenty five. Wow! And the other part of this deal is uh, the pitcher, uh, Jamison Talon. Jamison Talon. Mm-hmm. He's uh, similar contract as Bell, and will become a free agent in twenty twenty three. He's twenty nine years old and primarily relies on his fastball and curveball, which could provide the Yankees with solid depth on the back end of the rotation, led by Cole and Severino. Maybe, maybe. Sever- I don't. I haven't heard news about Severino. And that's why I said maybe. Well, no news is good news. I guess. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, again, I mean, this is the part of the hot stove. You know, to, the the owners talk and the GMs talk, and they kind of, you know, put things out there. They they get a feel for what's going on. I don't know if this is a a rumor or this is just something people are trying to stir. Baseball has been very quiet, so I'm not sure if this is just people looking to make some noise. Um, again, I'm not sure what the Yankees would, would be willing to give up in that situation. And again, this article, it's a lot of money uh, from Blake Schuster. Doesn't say anything about who could the Yankees potentially trade. It just, these are two players the Yankees should target. So, you know, not, not much behind. So it's not a, a solid rumor so much as, you know, it doesn't mention like who the Yankees would even potentially put in a deal to try and get these guys. Yeah. Look, mate, shoot your shot, right? <laughs> shoot your shot. You're going to write an article about this. You want to, you want to, you know something like none of this is, is, is truthful. It's all speculative. It's all, you know, the what if situations, those scenarios. So speaking of what ifs and scenarios, <laughs> you want to go down memory lane? You want to well, do this now? You said you, sh- this shocked me when you sent this to me. Shocked me. Yeah. I Shocked you? Oh yeah. So what I sent AJ was an article that Jason Hayward recently revealed on a podcast called The GM Files from uh, from John Boy Media that this is an insane Yankee Braves trade that nearly went down back in 2014. So AJ, you want to hear what was this trade potential? Go ahead. Share this and then I'll I'll give my reaction. All right. So here we go. Here's who would have came to the Yankees in 2014. Jason Hayward and Drelton Simmons and Melvin Upton, who were all Braves in 2014. Atlanta would have received Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Luis Severino. The Yankees nearly pulled the trigger on this trade in 2014. Jason Hayward 
said on this podcast, quote, I even went as far as let me shave my beard to see if I'm digging the whole mustache only look because he wouldn't be able to come to the Yankees with his beard. So AJ, could you imagine a world in a world where Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Severino were on the Braves for the last six years? No. When I read that article <laughs> and I looked at it and the article said the Yankees were in win now mode, I was like, win now with what? You're going to win now with Jason well, okay, Hayward, now, now this, Simmons, this and Melvin Gordon? Upton. Upton, sorry, Melvin Gordon's a football Not player. Not even the good Upton brother. <laughs> no, that, exactly, exactly. So, sorry about so, that. So hold on. So, so th- this is uh again. If you think back to their 2013, 2014 seasons, they missed the playoffs. I know, I know, but still, like that's the win now mentality. Those three guys. Where are those guys now? Jason Hayward has been a good major leaguer. Simmons has been hot and cold, and now they're talking about getting him again. He's been often say, injured. The, the, hasn't that been? Isn't he? He, he was a potential target this right. season. And Upton had like one one year where he, where he got hot. <laughs> Man, who knows if Judge and Sanchez and Severino would have been as successful? I'm going to say successful. I know they're not totally successful yet, but who knows if they would have been the players they are with the Yankees right now. You know, maybe they would never have made the major leagues. Severino probably would have. He probably would have been a lock, right? But look at the Atlanta Braves farm system. That They have, like, the best farm system by far. And some of the outfielders they have right now for the Braves are young and talented. Maybe Judge never plays the outfield for them. I don't think the three guys the Yankees would have gotten in return would have helped in that win-now scenario, but... Well, you figure... What were Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez in 2014? Because they didn't make their de- debuts with the Yankees until 2016, mm-hmm. late in the season. Right. So that's a full, you know, at least year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Might they have been? Maybe they would have been rushed to the big leagues based on potential. Right. Maybe. And a lot of players, though, like you look at their track records and they're traded, you know, from from the minors, you know, between organizations. A lot of them don't really succeed. It's a mental thing. You know, you, you leave your friends. You, you they, All three of those guys grew up in the Yankee system. So if they get traded from the Yankees, maybe they don't. Maybe they just shut down. Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'd be willing to bet, though, based on Atlanta's track record, that Severino, who made his debut in 2015 at age 21, probably would have made his debut with the Braves probably also the same year and would probably still be who he is. I agree with that. And I, I maybe, maybe get, what would Gary Sanchez look like in Atlanta? <laughs> Future Hall of Famer Gary Sanchez? <laughs> oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. That would have been an interesting trade. I don't think I would have been happy at it. See, maybe at that point I would have been like, oh, okay, good trade, because who, who knows who those guys are? <laughs> Here, that's exactly what we would have said. Aaron Judge, Gary, what? Okay, yeah. fine. Oh, we, got, we would have been like, yeah, Hayward. Yeah, exactly. Upton. I actually, Hayward, like I said, Hayward's had a good career. Good career. His swing would have been perfect for Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Dude's got a cannon for an arm, too. You're contemplating something. What are you contemplating? I was looking up, uh, I just wanted to pull up Simmons. Yeah, 2014, 146 games. Seven, I mean, what, what would they have gotten him for? Short, just to play shortstop, I guess? Yeah, he would have been a shortstop. Yeah. So would he, I guess, would he have been the replacement for Jeter? 
instead of Didi? Well, the the article in this whole thing doesn't talk about it being a mid-season trade. So this potentially could have been the off-season trade mm. between, 24, between 14 2014 and 2015 or maybe before 2014. When did Jeter retire? 14. Right. Yeah, so you'd have been looking at Simmons as being the replacement. You wouldn't have had D.D. Gregorius. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this was post, maybe this is 2014 offseason before 2015. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a trade that I'm, I'm kind of glad didn't happen. Not because of what we know now. I like our young guys. I like our core guys. You know, I, I like to see these guys come up. And I don't like just going to get, you know, just get rid of these guys and go pick up talent. But isn't that kind of what we want now? We're not looking to make <laughs> trades. We're not looking. To, I'm, not, I'm not asking for trades right now. I'm asking for for the guys. How else we are we going to get Sonny Gray, AJ? How else are we going to get Sonny Gray back in pinstripes? <laughs> we we got to go. Tra- got to make that Sorry. happen. Right. We should trade Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez for Sonny Gray. Go get Sonny Gray and Joey Votto, two guys in the tail end of their career who really uh, aren't producing as much as they should. Yeah, wouldn't that be something for those Cincinnati fans? If again, we're not doing this, but if we brought in Trevor Bauer, Votto. Gray for you Gary Sanchez. In, you couldn't do anything in Cincinnati as a group, but all of a sudden you're going to come to the Bronx, right? Right. And uh, and put this podcast out of business. <laughs> yes, that'll be it. Those are the three pieces that we need for for 28. There you go. <laughs> all right. So we did Yankee Pirates, the trade that wasn't. Talked about Gray, Archie Brad. Did we talk about Archie Bradley? No, you didn't. Yeah, did. That was that's your story. Oh, I, that, that's just something I saw as we were prepping for this conversation that uh, Archie Bradley was posted a photo on Instagram wearing a CC Sabathia jersey on a boat. And uh, I think he was a recent guest on R2C2 with uh, Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia or is going to be. But now the Internet is all a flutter saying, well, that must be a sign that clearly he wants to be a Yankee. What do you think, AJ? I, I, Do you I, care? I don't. <laughs> Do you no, I really Archie don't. Bradley? <laughs> I really don't. Archie Bradley, I think he's a character and he is a talent. You know, he, he's he's a good bullpen guy. I don't think uh I don't think he's going to be the one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not he's not the missing piece. No, I don't believe he is. He's the guy. Like look, you want to get him and you're going to get him on the cheap again. Like you, you and, can you, you need some bullpen guys. Here's what I'm more guys. concerned with and this is great for a podcast, but if I'll put a link to this in the show notes so if you swipe left, right, up or down on your podcast player uh the picture of archie bradley in this cc sabathia jersey either archie bradley is jacked or he's wearing a woman's jersey because <laughs> the fit is way off on this like it just it looks he looks like chris farley in the little suit jacket wearing this cc sabathia jersey <laughs> i got a little coat archie bradley in a little jersey <laughs> So, yeah, look. All right, so you don't want him. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, I'm not. So I'm, I'm not going to say I don't want him. I, I feel like he's a talented guy. I feel like, you know, he, he's eccentric, and I think he would make a difference in a bullpen. Now he was pretty good in in Arizona, so I would go for him. I'd take a flyer if the money is right. I think at some point in my fantasy baseball career, he was part of my teams when he was a starting pitcher. We're talking way back when he was right. a rookie coming up. Because I'm the guy who plays fantasy baseball, and in August I start to look for guys who might make their debut the following season, and I will put them on my team because mm-hmm. I usually play in keeper leagues. So I'm wheeling and dealing the the, the waiver wire for rookies. Woo. 
So I think Ricky Bradley was was one of them. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And look, again, money's right. Take a flyer on him, put him in the back end of the bullpen. We lost Holder, so Jonathan Holder in this situation. (laughs) Was there another Holder? Yeah, the guy you mentioned before for the Rule 5 draft. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's right. But, uh, again, hey, go for it. Sure. All right. All right. Our our last segment, Uh, AJ, you wrote down Gio Urshela injury exclamation point. Let's talk about this because I I got a lot of problems with this. Uh, I don't know if we're on the same page or not, but go ahead. Tell the people what's up with Gio. Gio had apparent elbow problems in late September where he had some chips in his elbow and, he, and the surgery was to have them removed. Are we talking salt and vinegar chips? Yes. Mm-hmm. Barbecue? Barbecue chips. I say jalapeno? No. Yes. No. Pringles. <laughs> he had Pringles in his elbow. Pringles. No, he, right. he had, I guess he had some, some, I don't know, whatever chips are in your elbow. How do you know? I don't know. But he said he had some problems throwing this year and, you know, it, it took him to the end of the season to have the surgery and he didn't get the surgery sooner because he went home after the playoffs. And of course, COVID. So he had COVID. AJ, COVID be damned. Why do players wait to get surgery? And this seems like an ongoing thing over the last couple of years with Yankee doctors, trainers. I mean, they weren't able to diagnose Aaron Judge's punctured lung right. until like April. Right. Look, I, I, I understand. And that was the situation that bothered me. But this one, I'm actually going to I'm going to actually like side with Gio here. Right. So when the playoffs ended, he went home and he got covid. So he could not get the surgery because he was not allowed to travel. And they had to wait for all this to clear out of him before they do anything else. So that's why it took so long. He got the surgery, I guess, about a week, week and a half ago. So really, it was only November. The season ended October, mid-October. So it wasn't that long that he missed. It's just the fact now that he had to wait longer because he got COVID. And I guess he got it pretty serious. I guess he had a COVID scare that now he's, he's a... You know, trying to be an advocate here for for people, but you know the fact that the fact that he has the surgery right now is what makes me nervous, right? Because I think it's a three months, three month recovery time that puts us right at the start of spring training, which you know, spring training by itself, you're not going to just come on the field and just start rocking and rolling. So I'm thinking June is like when Geo is going to start getting hot. Like, this could mess up his swing completely. This could totally be a regression for him, which then leads to your guy, Miguel Andujar. Hits the ball real far. Can't That's play right. third base, though. <laughs> he was almost rookie of the year. Not for his third base. <laughs> rookie of the year. In his rookie season in 2018, he hit 297 with power. I understand. Look, 47 doubles. Look, Yankee fans. I, I, I know everybody loves... 92 RBIs. Stop it. I know everybody loves Miguel Andujar, but I am not high on Andujar. I was in the camp to trade Andujar after that season because I thought he was going to regress. And that was before the dude got, got hurt. So I don't know... I don't know what Andujar's ceiling is. I don't know if we saw his ceiling in that one season. That's what concerns me. 
Well, if he came out in 2021 and he starts April and May and he is that and he's hitting 300 and he's got 10, 15 doubles, he's got six, seven home runs, he's got 15 to 25 RBIs in a couple of months and he's playing a good third base, Mr. Defense, what's the problem? I don't agree with that. You said the same thing the other day when you're on the radio talking about Gary Sanchez. Like, all is forgiven if Gary Sanchez comes out of the gates smoking the ball and hitting 300. I don't look at, I don't look at, I don't look at success. You can't tell me it wouldn't be forgiven, whether it's Gary, whether it's Andujar. If they come out and they're playing good baseball, you're going to want to run them out there every day. Okay. What did Aaron Judge do at the beginning of the season? Exactly what you just said. Hitting the ball, 300, leading the league, home runs. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What happens? Nothing. Nothing at the end. I know he got hurt, but I don't. I, I can't look at baseball players and say, man, you guys had a wonderful first two months. Where have you been? Well, I'm judging a baseball season. Well, yeah, the fans do that. But I'm, I judge a baseball season. You know, I know it's peaks and valleys. It's going to be because that's what baseball is. Every day get, they get tired, but you can't have a peak and then you fall flat for weeks upon weeks. I don't want to see come no, out of the game hot at the beginning. No more Gary. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a player in general. Don't come out of the gates smoking hot and then like think that's okay when it gets to August and September, and all of a sudden you are now batting. 200 or 220 and you're hitting an occasional home run driving a few no, RBIs. The, the point I'm making is I want to see if Andujar if Andujar comes out hot Andujar. would you be you wouldn't be so quick to say all right Urshel is healthy got to put him back in the lineup. No. Then it becomes a platoon situation and then you're playing who's hot. Mm. Or okay so so you're making a face would you be of the mindset to then Urshel is healthy put Andujar back on the bench no matter what he's doing? Good, bad, put her shell back in. Would you just make the switch? Give, give, me, give me a different scenario. Don't just don't just say he's hot. So so what what no, is I, it? Is it I, June? I won't say he's hot. Is it July? He's playing good baseball. It's you, you said we're we're looking at a time a timetable where Urshela comes back in June. We'll say June first. Right. All right. He's ready to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Andujar is playing good baseball, would you would you be the one who says, "All right, Urshela, here's your job back." I think I think I would, and I think the only reason I would do that is because the Yankees have the luxury of moving Andujar around, right? They could try him at first base. They can put him in the outfield. They can make him the DH. So, you know, I would kind of roll with Urshela because I, I, I love Urshela's defensive abilities. I like that. Um, I, I don't have a know, feeling, I, go ahead. and you know me, this... Two minutes of audio is going to come back to haunt one of us. Okay. On June first. Usually it's me. Usually, usually I'm the you. one. Who, it's usually me who's wrong. Just like the hot stove. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like man. I want to get high on, a, on on Anduhar, but I'm still wondering if Anduhar is going to be on the team. Did you just say you want to get high on Anduhar? <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be his MVP uh, his MVP chant. Hi and Enduhar. Uh, no, I, I just I just feel that uh, he's a good player. He had moments last year, but I'm telling you, something about him doesn't 
fit with the Yankees. And I think we saw that because he was left off the roster for so long this past here's, year. Here's what I think it was. The problem he had on the roster was Gio Urshela, who in the year that he was replaced, while he was injured, Urshela stepped up. Urshela played well. Not disagreeing. And, it, it, and in the start of the COVID shortened 2020 season, Urshela continued to play good baseball. And then Duhar coming off the injury wasn't ready to go out the gate. Uh, understood. But, and, I, and maybe this is the flexibility here, and we're getting to a completely different conversation that we can go down a rabbit hole. You're telling me that Tyler Wade and Tyro Estrada are more valuable to the Yankees than Miguel Andujar. Because both of those guys were on the roster for a longer period of time. And I believe one, if not both, were on the playoff roster. Wade was. I don't think Estrada was on. Or, but He, he might have been there for the first round. Role. But, but you know, pinch runner. Okay, but still, Ty- Tyro Estrada is not a pinch runner. You seen the guy? Yes, so was the toe, R- 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 Ronald Torres. <laughs> right, but maybe maybe it's maybe it's versatility for Tyler Wade, where he can play a variety of positions. Not well, but he can play them. Um, and Tyro Estrada, I still can't figure out what his role is. So why why is Andujar not their guy? Something is Something there is telling to me. Well, I don't know what it's telling you, but bottom line is you're going to start the season with Miguel Andujar at third base. Possibly. Who else is going to play third base? It's in a long off season with no activity, so you never know who's going to play third base for the Yankees. <laughs> I don't even know what third basemen are available. Scott Rowland. Can you come back from... <laughs> no, but let's, let's go back to this for real. Um, I'm concerned, but not concerned about Urshela's injury. Um I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope this does not get in the way of his abilities. Uh, elbow injuries could could be could be difficult, especially with his throwing arm. Uh, j- just for fun, I'm looking up free agent third baseman uh, Justin Turner, the Todd father. Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, Jed Gorko, Chris Bryant still available. Nuni and Eduardo Nunez. It's like 50. Oh, I know who we should go get. Mr. Panda Express himself. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Tell me, Chris Sandoval. Bryan's available. Maybe that's something that works. Yeah, there are no good free agent third baseman. So, no, no. Miggy. <laughs> Getting jiggy with Miggy. <laughs> Getting Miggy with us. So, Andujar will be playing third base for the New York Yankees at the start of the 2021 season. There you go. Lock it up. Lock it up. Well, this was a fun episode. This was wonderful. I enjoy doing this. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> can't, you can't go wrong talking about Yankee baseball, especially when nothing is happening. We are making up stuff as we go along. We are worse. I mean, we are worse than the articles these people are writing because <laughs> we're commenting on nothing. <laughs> this this was I should call this the the Seinfeld report. Yeah. <laughs> this was an episode about nothing. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed it though. Um, but before we go, we got a uh, Yankee Triver and we Triver Triver Triver. Triver. We got some Triver. <laughs> we got some Yankee trivia to wrap up, and we got some listener feedback. AJ, we are making an impact with the people. Let's go. We love All right, feedback. so AJ, our trivia question was: fifty-six different major leaguers have homered twice in the same inning. Name the four Yankees who have done this. AJ, 
who are the four Yankees who have homered twice in the same inning? And those four Yankees are Joe DiMaggio. He's a pretty June, good ball player. I've heard of him before. <laughs> June 1936 in the fifth inning. Joe Pepitone, May of 1962 in the eighth inning. You know what's funny about Joe Pepitone? I'm going to keep interrupting you as we go His through. Hair. His hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's going to show up for Old Timers Day 2020. It's going to be Jet Black. Seriously. Jet Black. He's living the dream. I got all this gray in mind. He's, he's living the dream. Uh, Cliff Johnson for the Yankees in 1977 in the eighth inning. And then, maybe this guy could play third base. Alex Rodriguez did it twice in September 2007 in the seventh inning. And then again for the Yankees, October 2009 in the sixth inning. Yeah, and Alex, A-Rod, a- is uh, he's in an even more elite club of people who have done that twice. I don't have that exact number. That's a trivia question for another day. For a different day. Yeah. But there you go. DiMaggio, Pepitone, Johnson, and A-Rod. I'd be happy hitting one home run in one I- inning. I just want to step on the field. I don't even care about hitting a home run. You want to take BP at Yankee Stadium before you die? Yeah, I would, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We'll have to talk about our Yankee fantasies one day. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd All be right. fun. Before we go, we're going to head out to the bullpen. Just making this up as we're going to head out to the bullpen for some Yankee feedback. <laughs> so uh, we're going to bring in the righty. And uh, this feedback came to us from Twitter. Jason... At Jay DePaulo said, and this goes back to our Mount Rushmore episode, AJ. Mm. Jason says, unless I missed it, you guys didn't even mention a Hall of Famer who pitched eight seasons during our lifetime for the Yankees, going 123 and 72 with a 3.88 ERA. No respect for Moose? Mike Messina? We did not bring up Mike Messina at all. I thought about Mike Messina. I'm not just saying this because when I when I when I read this, I'm not just saying I thought about Mike Messina. I really did think about Mike Messina, but then when I think about Mike Messina, I compare him to David Cohn. I feel like in this exact same 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 area here, like David Cohn and 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 Messina's numbers are very close. I'm much respect for both those guys. Not in a Mount Rushmore. Let me ask you this though: What is your one? Memory of Mike Messina giving up that hit to Carl Everett to lose the no hitter <laughs> against the Red Sox. Perfect game, AJ. Yeah, I remember watching that ESPN Sunday night. I game. remember that too. There are a few baseball. I'm, I'm I love baseball, but I'm not one of those guys who I can recall what game I was watching on you know August fourth, nineteen ninety five, when I'm mm-hmm. you know thirteen years old. I'm, I'm not that type of fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not at that level. But I will never forget watching that Sunday night game. And seeing him, I'm like, he's going to throw a perfect game. Two yep. strikes. Here it yep. comes. High fastball. High fa- What the? F- right to center field. What are you doing? Put in the dirt, man. <laughs> come on, Moose. I think one was of the reasons. Was that the game where Torrey was going to come take him out at some point? No. Yes. That, that wasn't. No, that, that was, was the game. game. Yeah, that was the game. And, and, and one thing with Moose, and maybe this is why I didn't think about him. I'm, I'm going to say it in this way and it doesn't sound right. The teams weren't very good when he was pitching for them. Yes, they made the playoffs. They made some moves. But, you know. When when I think about our Mount Rushmore, who who pushed the Yankees? You know, he was probably the ace at that point, and it didn't really it didn't work out. So for me, I'm I I don't think I don't think like stellar performance for Moose, even though he was very good. He was very good as a Yankee. A record speaks for itself, right? And ERA during that time period, I think, does positively speak for itself. 
I think a championship would have actually helped. Yeah, and, and again, in, in an alternate parallel universe, the Yankees went back-to-back in 2003 and 2004. Hmm. Man, we'll have to do an episode on what that world would have been like. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Different world. But hey, as the wise John Sterling once said, that's baseball, Susan. <laughs> All right, and our last piece of feedback, bringing in the closer, Eric, via email. Also, commenting on our Mount Rushmore episode, uh, and uh, I'll read his email verbatim. Here is his listen first, and this is Eric Words. First, honorable mention to Jim Collison for allowing you to mention it, mention your podcast. I was a guest on the uh, Home Gadget Geeks podcast on the Average Guy TV network, and I got to talk about this podcast amongst other things. Uh, but Eric is a listener of that show and also a Yankee fan. So welcome to the Chase for 28 crew, Eric. Uh, and Eric goes on to say, He's, he's an older fan. Uh, Thurman, who along with Sweet Lou Pinella restored the Yankees' pride after CBS ownership. I would also limit Mount Rushmore to those in Monument Park. Hmm. Non-players that Eric would put on the Mount Rushmore. The boss. We would have been stuck with CBS. You were too young, you and I, to hmm. remember the worst years of the Yankees. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> Although, to, to sidestep that, I remember going to my first games in the early 90s with my dad, and the Yankees sucked. Yeah, they were pretty bad. They sucked, but the ovations that Don Mattingly would get when they'd be down by five, nobody on base in the ninth inning, and he comes up thinking he could hit a five-run homer and nobody's on base and they're down by six. (laughs) You know, all right. Uh, The stick, Gene Michael, who built the Yankee championship teams in the 90s. Uh, Joseph Paul Torrey, no more needs to be said. Bucky bleeping dent. Nothing makes Bo Sox fans cringe than the sight, sound, and memory of Bucky. That is why they gave him that unique middle name. Who can forget White's call? Deep to left. Can you imagine what it would do to the Bo Sox fans seeing dent on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> and Eric says, keep up the great Yankee podcasts. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. That was awesome. So we're happy to share our feedback here in every episode. So again, if you want to Tweet us or email us. We are email emailable. You can email us at feedback at chasefor28.com, and that's the number 28. And you can also tweet us at chasefor28pod. That's it, AJ. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I really hope the next time we come back, we have something to report. Well, that'll be you and me recording on Christmas, so we might not be back until the new year. <laughs> then we better in have fact, something to report. <laughs> in fact, we will say that here. So this episode, if you're listening to it, the first day it drops, it's December 12th. Our next episode will release on January 2nd, 2021. So happy holidays to you and yours. And may your Yankee stockings. Well, we got cold last year, so I don't know what to put in the stocking ah, this year, AJ. That's a good <laughs> one. See what I did there? That's a good one. That was, I like that. <laughs> the blind squirrel found a nut. There you go. Hey, happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Chase for 28. You could support the show in three ways. Number one, tell a fellow Yankee fan about this podcast. Share it. Tell them to listen. You could also become a legend. You can visit chasefor28.com slash legend. Or you can grab some great Chase for 28 merch. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch. And please follow us on Twitter at chasefor28pod. Happy holidays, AJ. Happy holidays, Christopher. From all of us at Chase for 28, see ya. See ya. Santa, bring me something good. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>